following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Happy Friday. Sorry this is up a little bit late. A little bit of a long night trying to get everything back in order after an absolutely crazy night one of the NFL draft. Uh, Guys, it is me, Kyle Rennie. I'm I'm here by myself today. Uh, We're going to make this one about 15-20 minutes. I'm sure if you're already consuming a lot of football, the draft itself, you're kind of already fried. But we're going to recap what just happened last night. Some of the stuff and a couple notes on my own personal thoughts on it. Um, we'll start it off by discussing the draft itself. Uh, starting at the top of the draft, Jacksonville gives a, a bit of a shocker. Uh, not as much if you've been following a ton of news. They go with uh, defensive end from Georgia, Trayvon Walker. He's kind of that mold of player they were really looking for. They want to be exactly what Dallas got last year. They want him to be a hybrid edge. They don't want him to be the straight line, I'm running through people guy. They want him to do a little bit of everything. So that's their route. Uh, Slips pick two to Detroit. Aiden Hutchinson staying in Michigan. He is their new shiny toy on the end. uh, Intriguing Michigan, or uh, Detroit had quite a few ways they could have gone here. And they stick with the defensive line. Obviously uh, has not gone great in the past for them. They've gone and made a couple moves and this is their newest one. Pick three. We see the Houston Texans on the board. The defensive run continues. They go with Derek Stingley Jr. from uh, LSU. Cornerback. Here's the thing. This is a huge boomer bust at three. We've seen that not all the time does cornerback pan out in the top five. Quite honestly, it doesn't happen very often. However, Stingley in his freshman year at LSU was, it was an absolute force. Stingley the past two years has been not so much. However, 2020, the first year without Joe Burrow, 2021, the wheels fell off out there in LSU. So do you, like, that's the thing. Do you blame him with a competitive spirit? He didn't try. Wah, wah, wah. If that player from freshman year is still there, Houston got an absolute gem at three. If he's not, Houston screwed up by not taking the pick four. Uh, the New York Jets get Ahmad Sauce Gardner at four. From being a personal Bills fan, this is something I really don't like. Um, and I say that because Sauce is very good. Oh, it sounds like I'm a food critic now. Sauce is very good. Um, Mod Gardner is going to be a very, very good pro in this league. I am super stoked for the Jets fans. And I don't ever say that about what they're getting with this kid. Uh, pick five, the New York Giants kind of throw a shocker. A guy that a lot of people thought might slip to 10. There's reason here. We'll get to that in two more picks. But they go with Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, a guy who's had some concern about character being, does he really want to be a pro? I guess now we'll see it as he goes as a top five pick. Pick six, 
The Carolina Panthers go with Iki Ekwanu, offensive tackle. First tackle off the board, kind of a shock. Wasn't consensus, wasn't expected to be the first guy off, but here he is. Ekwanu, uh, a big build, a huge run blocker. They call him a road grader for a reason, and I'm thinking that's what they're kind of trying to get put together to get CMC rushing well again. Uh, so it makes sense in the long run, but the Giants went Thibodeau here knowing they were going to get a tackle in one of the next two picks, whether it be Ekwanu or Neal, and they do go Evan Neal here at pick seven. Um, so the Giants continue to build in the trenches. They, if there's not a more Brian Dable theme, that's it. Like build the trenches, go from there, and they have pick eight. Atlanta's on the board. Everyone's concerned. Uh, there's no quarterback. It's got to be a quarterback. It's not. It's a uh, wide receiver Drake London from USC. Um, Drake London's out here. He's a six foot four stud. He's the go up and get it. I like what he called himself last night with Kyle Pitts in regards to that. He called them the Twin Towers. 6-4 and 6-6 six, six catching passes in Atlanta is not a bad idea. They've always been known for having receiving weapons. They don't have Kelvin Ridley for the foreseeable future. Drake London will fit in just fine. Pick 9, a bit of a shocker here. There was a lot of ways Seattle could have gone, but Seattle goes with offensive tackle Charles Cross. They're doubling down. They're building around Drew Locke, and uh, they're going to try their damnedest. Pick 10. This is one I'm a little concerned on. I don't necessarily think that this is the better option. Big Ten goes with Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson. Uh, he's the lesser of the two, quite honestly, in my opinion. He doesn't do as much as Chris Olave. Chris Olave actually goes pick 11 to the, New, uh, to the New Orleans Saints. Wilson's a good talent. I don't necessarily think I would have called him a top 10 talent. Um, I guess it is all preference of the team, what you're looking to build around. I don't think he's as redefined of a route runner as Olave is. But nonetheless, here we are. Uh, 11, as I stated, Chris Lave goes to the Saints. I think that's personally one of the best fits you could have gotten. New Orleans, if there's concern, if they don't like what they've got at quarterback, that's one thing. However, they did a damn good job of building two of the best route runners in the league. And yes, I'm calling Chris Lave one of the best route runners in the league right now. Um, big fan of the kid. I watched him scorch many teams in college football, and it's not... Yes, he's fast, but it's not just straight line burner. That kid can run any route on the tree. Uh, pick up 12. The receiver run just continues. The Detroit Lions trade up from 32 um, with Minnesota here. He gave up 32, 34, and a third rounder maybe to go up to 12. They grabbed Jamison Williams. Uh, I've admittedly not been super sold on Jamison Williams, especially coming off the injury. However... If you're going to build your offense and you really want to build around what you can do, they did no better than going with the perfect complimentary receiver for Monter St. Brown. St. Brown being a surgical technician in the slot. James Williams being that outside open and up kick the doors down speed thread on the edge or on the end. Uh, you know, Detroit's having a very good draft. They're building. They're building around Jared Goff, but they're building. Pick 13. The Philadelphia Eagles fans are, rejoice, are rejoicing. They leapfrog from 15 to 13 here. Um, something I didn't see coming. They, they, they knew they had to get ahead of them. Jordan Davis is on the board in a striking distance. They go up for that fearsome, fearsome interior defensive lineman, Jordan Davis. He is the 13th pick. Philadelphia fans, you should be ecstatic. This is a great pick, a great play. And you guys used pick 18 pretty damn well, too, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, pick 14. 
Uh, I mean, Ravens fans are definitely upset. They're bummed they didn't get Jordan Davis, but I think this is a pretty damn good um, consolation prize. The unicorn of the draft, Kyle Hamilton, that's that phenomenal safety, can-do-it-all player. Uh, he finds a home in Baltimore. If you don't know, Baltimore's kind of like safety U. Uh, we've seen Ed Reed come through there, and Ed Reed was prolific for many years. You're going to put someone like Kyle Hamilton there, he will be the next Ed Reed. That is no stretch of the imagination. He's great. Um, I, I love that pick for Baltimore fans. I think Baltimore had a pretty solid draft last night. Uh, and that's it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, pick 15. The Houston Texans slid down, picked up some picks, and they had offensive guard Kenyon Green. Now, this was around the time where our coverage got a little wonky. I actually reported this as New Orleans picks uh, because there was so much trading chaos at this time already. Um, this was around the time Philadelphia jumps up. Baltimore picks... The Baltimore Ravens also have traded Hollywood Brown to Arizona for the 23rd pick. They also give up a pick 100 for that pick. So Hollywood Brown is no longer a Raven. Houston goes, they grab Kenyon, Kenyon Green. The Washington Commanders, after having traded down from 11, they're on the board at 16. They get Jahan Dotson. Um, bit of a head-scratcher. And it's not anything against Jahan Dotson. To me, I just feel Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaren are very, very similar wide receivers. So they just kind of clone the same receiver instead of building different skill sets. Um, he's a very talented player. Just did not expect that to be the outcome. Pick 17, the Chargers on the clock. This one I had correct on my mock draft. Uh, guard out of Boston College, Zion Johnson coming in to help uh, aid and push that effort. We're going to keep protecting Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. Uh, pick 18, this is where the chaos continues. Philadelphia's on the clock. Philadelphia has traded their pick. Pick 18 and a couple other picks here. Philadelphia is the new owner of the shiny new toy of A.J. Brown with a four-year, $100 million contract extension. The Titans pick up pick 18, and they pick up wide receiver out of Arkansas, Traylon Burks. Uh, personally, myself and Gary, our draft expert on the show, big Traylon Burks fans, Intrigued to see how he fits here. Intrigued to see what they're going to do here, especially given that he is the de facto number one now. Um, but really, both teams kind of win this deal. Uh, pick 19, the Saints are back on the clock after having jumped up to go get Chris Olave. They're doubling down, man. They are saying that James Winston is our guy. Um, they go with Trevor Penning, left tackle out of Northern Iowa. This guy is nasty. He plays with a vengeance. He plays pissed. Uh, so I think I really like that move for the Saints, and Saints fans should rejoice. They got younger, they got cheaper, and they took it from there. Steelers fans are rejoicing today. Staying in Pittsburgh, hopping across the hall, leaving the Pittsburgh Panthers locker room to join the Steelers. Quarterback Kenny Pickett is the newest Steelers quarterback. The only quarterback in the first round. The concern of small hands seemed to not be anything to be of concern here. Listen, the kid didn't have the greatest career his entire career. But he showed his, the wherewithal on tape. He showed the ability to make plays. He showed he's a baller when needed. I like this move. He's already proven he can play in that stadium in cold weather. There's nothing. Like, why be concerned about the small hands? Why be concerned about the cold weather aspect? He's done it all right there in Pittsburgh. Oh, and you need to get him acclimated to a pro game? 
Well, he doesn't have to move. He knows the city. It's one less thing to be concerned. Like, like this, this is the best fit possible. I love the fit of Kenny Pickett there. Um, pick 21. The Pats were on the clock. The Pats trade down. The Chiefs come up. They select Washington cornerback Trent McDuffie. Uh, McDuffie's a bit better of a run support corner than he's going to be of a coverage corner. It's not a bad pick at all for a team that struggled in the secondary last year, though. So the Chiefs go get their guy. The Packers are on the clock. You'd expect in one of these picks it's a receiver, right? Wrong. Linebacker Quay Walker from Georgia. A projected day two pick. Green Bay insists that that's their guy. They go and get him at 22. A lot of heads being scratched last night from Packers fans. Or in our friend Frank's case, drywall being broken. Uh, Pick 23. Baltimore's on the clock again. This was the uh, pick from the Cardinals. Buffalo leapfrogs up over the Dallas Cowboys. They go get their man, six foot two cornerback out of Florida, Kyer Elam. Um, awesome story on this guy. This is a guy I really kind of fell in love with with Buffalo having. He's a big body, lanky corner. He runs real fast, four three nine in the forty. He can glue to anybody. That's a big deal here. There was tape on that was shown on him with Bama last year. Locks and clamps down not only John Mechie, but also Jamison Williams. He looks great in the game. I What it sounds like is the turning point of where he became the guy. When they met with him on, on his top 30 trip, he turned and asked GM Brandon Bean, what is it that Trey White has done that's made him so successful, and what do you see in me? This is a guy that's a dog. He wants to be here. He wants to play. He's going to be the perfect complimentary cornerback to fill that role. Buffalo's defense continues to get scary on a team that was already considered a Super Bowl contender, and I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, pick 24, the nastiness continues on the other side of the ball. The Dallas Cowboys helping fill that offensive line again. Tyler Smith out of Tulsa coming in to be a Dallas Cowboy player. Um, you got to love it, man. It's a team that, that fought a lot of injuries in the line. They fought a rotating, just revolving door of guys playing in the line. And they're going to help try to show that up somehow. So Tyler Smith's your guy at 24. 25, Tyler Linden, or Linderbaum center goes to the Baltimore Ravens at this point in time. Um, t- Lamar Jackson is none too enthused. He is officially tweeted out, what the fuck? Um, so Tyler Linderbaum is your guy. He's their new center. They've added a center. And they've added uh, a safety. Not a whole bunch of help to Lamar. Lamar, best of luck, man. Um, pick number 26, the Jets jump back into the draft. They've gone through, they grab Ed, or Edge, Jermaine Johnson, ending his slide. Johnson was projected at one point to be a top 10 pick. Um, here's the thing. The Jets did what they could with not much. Ended up with three, you know, top three at the position of the draft. They're doing their damnedest to make this work. You can't hurt them for trying. Pick 27, Jaguars get a little uh, envious. They decide they want to jump back up. They go to 27 here. They got what I think might be the steal of the draft. They already have a versatile edge rusher, I guess, in Trayvon Walker. They come back up for linebacker Devin Lloyd. He's pretty big body at linebacker. He's very fluid. He has great hips in, in transition. He hits like a Mack truck. I love the Devin Lloyd play, and he can kind of do it all. He gets sacks, he gets picks, he gets past deflections. 
Um, Jacksonville really going out and addressing a big issue. Hey, we we think we might win a few more games if you know Trevor Lawrence isn't on the field throwing 45 times a game. All right, stick to your guns, man. I love it. You you got to figure they have two returning, you know, young guys from last year. You've like you got Etienne who didn't even see it down. Um, you got Lavisca Schnault. They put the money on the on the free agency on the offensive side of the field. Let's fix the defense. Jackson was making a run here, guys. Twenty eight Green Bay's back on the clock, and they also don't go right wide receiver. They go Georgia defensive tackle Devontae Wyatt. Um, Aaron Rodgers has to be showing up to camp on Monday. Just live it. Like, what are you doing? How does this happen? Like, yikes. Good luck, Packers fans. Pick 29, the New England Patriots front on the clock, and uh, it's strange. No, literally, it's Cole Strange, guard out of uh, Tennessee, Chattanooga. A guy with a third-round grade in most scenarios. It's not that he can't be bad, but it was a bit odd. There was quite a bit of talent still on the board at this point. And that's uh that's the way we're going. Pick thirty, the Chiefs. Again, not looking to address to help uh the offense any further after losing their top player in Tariq Hill. The Chiefs are gonna go out and they're just gonna add Edge George Karloftis, the Greek freak, the second. Karloftis not a whole bunch of uh experience playing. It's he is out of Purdue. He's he's kind of still learning ropes, but he is as pure of a power rusher as you can get. I don't know how well it translates to the, today's NFL. Might be a bit of a learning curve going into the pros, but guys, if you can teach him up, there's no reason to think he can't be the next J.J. Watt. It's it's that dart pick at 30. You got to go with it. 31. The Bengals, instead of going with uh, some help for Joe Burrow, go on the opposite side. They're helping defend people at Joe Burrow. Daxton Hill from Michigan. Big, lanky safety. He goes at 31. And safety finishes around two. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings trade or traded down. They're going to go with loose sign from Georgia. The fastest safety in the draft. Uh, just a couple of notes here then on this. I think the Jags had a phenomenal draft. I don't necessarily love that Trayvon Walker pick. But they addressed what they wanted. They didn't take what the norm was. And they're really trying to run a hybrid defense here. Um, on top of that, though, I love the Devin Lloyd pick. We just touched on that. The Jets. Sauce Gardner, four. Phenomenal pick. I love that pick. I think he is going to be one of the best cornerbacks for the next 10 years. Jermaine Johnson, I'm not necessarily sold on, but to come up and get him in the back half of the first round is a phenomenal deal for the Jets team. Um, Garrett Wilson, realistically, has to be a complimentary option. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. As long as he can confidently be that, be an 800 to 900 yard rate, it's not going to be a bad pick. I think that offense runs for Elijah Moore. I think he's going to be a stud this year. And you're just you're going to have to bolster him out and make what you can out of him. I think he's doable. I think it's not going to be a bad option. But I don't think he's going to be the best receiver in this class by a long shot. And he went two off the board. Um, the Giants. I don't necessarily love the Kayvon Thibodeau pick. But they had needs, and what their statement was was correct. After Thibodeau, there's a sharp drop-off at edge production. Well, after Thibodeau goes at 5, the next edge draft is 26. They knew they could take Thibodeau without risking losing a tackle, whereas if Carolina takes Thibodeau, they don't get Thibodeau at 7. So they they took they weighed the options. I think the Giants played the draft very well this year. Um, the Houston Texans. They're not pretty positions, cornerback and guard. 
But they addressed top needs. They got the top guard in the draft. They got what they believe is the top cornerback in the draft. The Falcons. Bit of a head-scratcher, but I'm starting to think teams are really hopeful that round two gives them a quarterback and or next year's the year where they have, where they worry about a quarter, cornerback. quarterback. Um, Pittsburgh went out. They grabbed their quarterback. I love that. Listen, the Steelers fans weren't going to be happy if you didn't take Kenny Pickett. They went through the Dan Marino days. They don't want to see it again. I think Kenny Pickett's ripe for the city. I think he's ripe for the picking. Uh, the Saints had a great draft. I love the Chris Olave. I love the Trevor Penning picks. Washington's a bit of a head scratcher, but they did pick up some pieces in the second or in the later rounds. Uh, the Titans, I I don't really know how to feel on this. Um, I'm a big AJ Brown fan. I don't dislike. Um, I don't dislike Traylon Burks, but you're. You're basically just clicking the button to start over here. Um, so, I mean, you, you grab that, and then you, what, trade out, I believe? They traded out for the with uh, Jacksonville. So, like, they're picking up pieces. Are they doing a mini rebuild? Like, I don't really know what Tennessee's doing. I love the Bills pick. That's not just from a homer stance. That's exactly what the biggest need on the roster was right there. Um, Green Bay is a head-scratcher and a half. I don't necessarily love what Kansas City did. I don't know if the pressure of, hey, were the top teams getting to them or what's going on. I didn't feel like these were the top two needs on that team right now. But we shall see. They still have Patrick Mahomes, and that's all that counts. Um, Baltimore, a bit of a head-scratcher. I love the two picks. Really, truthfully, love Linderbaum, love Kyle Hamilton. But, like, what is your game plan at receiver now? Like, Hollywood had some some games. Hollywood had a connection, one of the few that did, with uh, with Lamar. What is your next approach? Who is who's your – you're going to run it solely through Mark Andrews? Like, I don't really know what route Baltimore's going. Philadelphia, great draft. You can say you had two first-round picks. You walked out of that draft with Jordan Davis and A.J. Brown. Who would have thought A.J. Brown was, a second, or was your second first-round pick? But they did that. Uh, I don't really love what Seattle did. Charles Cross, not a bad player. Just not what I expected them to go after. Um, Carolina, interesting draft. Again, not a bad player, but not the direction I expected. Icky Iguano, great, great lineman. But now you've doubled down and basically said, unless we're taking someone... I mean, they can't, because they have a, their next pick's like the fourth round. Unless you're taking Carson Strong or Bailey Zappi... Sam Darnold, your guy, officially. Um, the Detroit Lions. I mean, we'll touch on that. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson should be a dog. He's going to be a 10-plus sack guy, or at least should be. Yes, there's a red flag. There's a concern about his arm lengths. But Jameson Williams as well. They took some of the bo- biggest boomer bust prospects, but they took positions that they're going to need to start them in. So it's not like they're taking these guys and going, well, we'll try to develop you. No, we're throwing you in the fire. We're going to figure it out. That's that Dan Campbell mes- or method. Um, Chargers, simple pick. Not flashy, efficient. Zion Johnson, great play. Um, that's about it, guys. Uh, so I, I think we'll really end it on that. Thank you to anybody who's listening and jumped on last night for night one of draft coverage. Uh, hopefully, if you're listening now, you'll jump on for night two of draft coverage. Uh, we'll be starting at 6.45 tonight on Fantasy Beasts FB Pro Facebook page. And also... 
on Tiki Tribe TV on Twitch. And just search up uh, Tiki Tribe TV Productions on YouTube as we don't have a specific uh, URL code yet. I have to get to 100 followers for that. Thank you guys so much. Shout out to our sponsor. We're going to go, we're just say just one today. Shout out to our dude, Kyle, at Check and Deppin. Um, the draft has always been such a fun time for us. Myself, Gary, and Jason, uh, without really speaking over the line for them, we, we love doing this, but Kyle has made this year so much more fun. We were down a guy. Uh, Ryan's currently out of action. Niski jumped in big time. Chicken Dippin' and Kyle. Dude, they supported us. They shared our feed. They jumped on. They, they interacted. They hooked us up with 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 gifts for you guys jump on tonight we'll we'll get another set of chicken dipping cups for free to one lucky watcher but he also took care of us uh, other than that so really uh, from the bottom of my heart thank you kyle thank you niski thank you thank you dad thanks to my dad uh fox jeff ranny really hooking it up um he, he helps us take he lets us take over his tiki bar every year for this um uh, but guys we're we're damn near there we're over halfway of our coverage of the draft Thank you, all of you guys, you wonderful listeners. Thank you again. Until next time. You keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.